Brian Sanchez, and welcome to the Natural Plant Protection Podcast, the biological technology show where size matters. We believe the secrets to solving some of the biggest development challenges in the world can be found in some of the smallest naturally occurring technologies. This week, we're looking at the power of collaboration. In a funny way, collaboration is also a way of working that we've borrowed from the natural world. I remember when I was at school and we learned about crabs carrying poisonous sea urchins on their backs. The urchins get a free ride and the crabs are safer from predators. There are countless examples of symbiotic relationships in the natural world. So when we think about how we work with the food system, it helps to be collaborative. Our experience has shown that innovation and progress cannot happen in a vacuum, especially in something as complex as the food system. So tackling the joint challenges of climate change, economic resilience, farmer livelihoods, and job sec- and food security requires a joint effort. Joining me today to discuss collaboration is Florent Claire. Florent, welcome to the MPP podcast. Thanks for inviting me. So Florent is the head of Partnerships for Sustainability, P4S program within UPL. Based in Ivory Coast in West Africa, Florent is leading a new initiative place partnerships at the heart of sustainable agricultural development, and biosolutions are central to his mission. So, Florent, today we're looking at the micro power of partnerships and some of the collaborations where micros have led the way for sustainable agricultural production in the developing world. Can you tell us a bit about P4S and the micro power of partnerships? Sure. Thank, thank you so much, Dan. Uh, it's great to be here. So. Um, P4S actually stands for Partnerships for Sustainability. And um, I'm going to explain a bit the whole purpose and background um, for for this initiative that was launched about two years ago now. Uh, So, you know, UPL has uh, about 40 plus years of presence in Africa. And uh, our business model is based on an integrated portfolio of inputs and services Uh, for all sorts of crops cultivated on the continent. Um, But the vast majority of our end-user clients are smallholder farmers here in Africa, which means they have very limited financial resources, uh, quite low literacy. So the mission of P4S here is double. Uh, First of all, have the largest impact possible on a high number of farmers be able to reach out to a high number of them. And the second uh, aspect of our mission is to introduce sustainable technologies and farmer practices in their daily farming practices, basically. So I will explain how and why those two aspects require very strong partnerships uh, to be effective. So the thing is, smallholder farmers have a very strong and legitimate aversion for innovation. They are very smart micro entrepreneurs who know how to manage risks. But uh, to be honest, uh, in their daily lives, there is much more risks than opportunities. When you know that failing your crop will automatically mean either less food on the table, less kids at school or less medical care, you tend to be extra careful on any innovation that uh, 
you want to try. So our role at UPL is to demonstrate on site in front of them uh, the proof of the concepts and the effective return on investment that they can get from uh, the technologies and, and the practices that we are promoting. And when you are actually dealing with thousands of farmers, small farmers scattered uh, in very remote locations, uh, this demonstration has a huge cost. So uh, at our level, we do provide some level of training on good agricultural practices, safe use of products, uh, for the user, for the environment, we set up demonstration plots. But at some point, we need partners. We need partners to help us with extension, uh, training, monitoring, and evaluation, so as to be able to reach a large number of farmers and, and have impact at scale. So uh, we need partners, one, for, for that, to have a, a, an impact on these extension aspects, and we also need partners to develop the right technologies that are adapted to uh, the African farmers context, which means they have small plot size, they need specific dosage, they need also affordable products. And so we need also partners who, who, who are able to develop these technologies that are African proof, let's say, and, and smallholder farmer proof, and uh, who trust in UPL uh, for our capacity to, to distribute them uh, on the field. Thank you. Yeah, so for those micro entrepreneurs, how do biosolutions fit into their equation? How do you see that work with sustainable agriculture? Well, yeah, you know, biosolutions are, are an essential piece uh, of UPL sustainability strategy as they clearly represent the future of agricultural inputs. Uh, they are safe and effective solutions that have the power not only to trigger additional levels of yield, but also uh, help the plants cope with the most recent challenges, uh, adverse climate, uh, eroded soils and fertility, even resistance, uh, pests and disease. So uh, our role is to make these technologies uh, available accessible and affordable for the farmers. And uh, it's quite a big challenge because um, as we speak, biosolutions are, are not very well known or they are not, uh, they, the, the concept, even the concept of a biosolution is not very well grasped by, by, by the, the smallholder farmers. They know about crop protection, they know about fertility, but when you talk about uh, stress management, when you talk about uh, improved uh, nutrition capacity, improved photosynthesis capacities, this is a totally different concept. So uh, this, is, this, is, this is quite a challenge to introduce these, these technologies, but it's also our, our responsibility to, uh, to, to, to introduce these technologies to them because they clearly represent the, the future of agriculture. I'd love to know more about your experience when you're bringing a new product to a farmer or to the market. What, what is it like launching a biosolution in Africa? It, so usually um, we, we, we like to divide our approach in, uh, in three steps. Um, we first need a very deep and clear training on 
what is this product about? What is the mode of action? Uh, what is the technology? And what will it bring to your field? What will it change? So we do some level of training, uh, not necessarily directly with the farmers, but we can start with, say, technicians or um, yeah, uh, people who are here on the field to deliver extension or, or support the farmers. So we first try to train them very well and also train their uh, off-taker, the food chain partner with who they work with and, and to whom they are going to sell on their, their harvest at the end of the day. Uh, so that's the first step. The second step is the proof of concept. As I was saying in, in the first uh, answer, um, we need to demonstrate uh, the efficacy of our, of our product and they need to see the results by themselves uh, on the field. And this is where uh, we need to uh, multiply the number of demonstration sites uh, to, be, to be effective. Once you have reached that second step and you have been able to demonstrate your concept and show the clear return on investment, not only for the farmers, but also for his uptaker, for, for the partner he, he, he works with, then the last, the last uh, step is to, is to scale out. And, and, and to scale out, you need uh, also additional resources in terms of uh, monitoring and evaluation because it's quite easy, I would say, to make sure that um, the product has been applied correctly on a small demonstration plot that is very much under control. But when it comes to smallholder farmer replication at their end, uh, it becomes more tricky and, and you do want to make sure that the first day he uses your product, he uses it correctly so that he can uh, truly benefit from the added value of, of the product. And which means uh, also use it correctly, protecting the environment and himself and also applying it at the right dosage at the right time uh, in his, his crop to, uh, to, to make sure he has the, the best uh, benefits. So we have we have several examples uh, that, that I can share on, on that if you want. Yeah, I'd love to hear more. So, you know, MPPs, some of their most exciting products have been co-created or scaled through partnerships with other companies. So can you tell me more about the role that those partnerships have played in product development like Fologen or Bonsai? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so again, uh, here the role of partnership uh, was critical. Um, uh, so uh, to start with Banzai, maybe uh, Banzai was uh, was quite a revolution. It, it, it's actually the first biostimulant for cocoa that was developed by uh, Croda uh, Plant Impact, to be uh, very uh, precise. Uh, it was developed uh, about eight years or, or ago or so. And uh, we had to run many, many tests to make sure that the product was effective. And, and at first, we needed to find the, the right positioning for this product. Is it going to be a biostimulant? Is it going to be a biofungicide? Uh, so that was the first, the first step uh, in, in, discuss in discussing with, 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 with Croda and Plant Impact. Uh, and then, so they came, we decided to, to, to launch the first biostimulant for cocoa and uh, we thought this could have a great impact uh, on the farmer's uh, living income and also 
would be a, a very nice uh, piece of the puzzle for uh, sustainability strategies that um, cocoa exporters, that, that, that the cocoa manufacturers were uh, implementing uh, in origin countries like Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, where they are seeking to improve uh, farmer livelihood and also protect the forest. So um, we decided to launch it as the, as the first biostimulant. But then uh, figure out that it, it came with two separate bottles of 800 milliliters uh, that needed to be applied four times on the same field uh, and with uh, two times 800 milliliters per hectare. So it was not easy. So first you needed to show the farmer that this product will deliver uh, actually uh, 30 to 40% yield increase, which is, which is very true and impressive, but at first he wouldn't believe it. Uh, then you need to explain that uh, this product has an additional cost, of course, uh, for you, and uh, you need to apply it four times, which means also labor costs, additional labor costs. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not small, four treatments for, for a smallholder farmer, a cocoa farmer usually uh, treats his plots like three times a year, maybe, and you're asking now four additional more sprays. So that's that's like wow, and 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 even more specifically, you're asking me to treat my farm at the time of a year where uh, I usually don't go to my cocoa farm. I, I usually uh, spend more time in my in my rice farm or in my veggies farm uh, at this time of the year. So it was it was really a challenge. So. Uh, after some time, uh, we, we, we discussed with uh, the cocoa industry partners and uh, Plant Impact and say, guys, we need to, to find a way to uh, make the farmer's life easier if, if we want them to really uh, grasp all the benefits of, of the bonsai technology. So we first came with this idea of a, a mini pack. So the mini pack is like uh, a dose for one sprayer, so meaning that he doesn't need to, uh, to have very complicated measurement of it, 800 millimeters, he needs to split into four. So we did uh, the mini pack, so it's 200 mils, so he just needs to pour in his tank and the mix is okay, he can go and spray. So that was the first, the first improvement. And then we asked uh, Croda and Plant Impact to work on, a, on an improved formulation to have a one, one single formulation. And with that single formulation, we also did some new uh, tests to see if we could reduce the number of applications and have the timing of the application coincide with other uh, operations that the farmer already had. Uh, saying, for example, he has to spray his fungicide or his insecticide at a certain point uh, in the year. So we want to him to be able to spray the bonsai at the same time so he doesn't have additional labor costs so that's how we came with the new uh, bonsai bonus formulation which is the, the bonsai the v2 uh, of the bonsai and that, that was a clear improvement because we could uh, get the feedback from the farmers from the field and then adapt our, our product and this this is only possible when you have a great great collaboration with your with your partners now, the second example that you are bringing is, is also quite similar to the, the, the Foligen example. The, the Foligen technology was developed by an Australian firm 
called AgBiotech, uh, who are the world leader in uh, nucleo polyhedral virus. So, so the Foligen is, is a biocontrol for Folami worm uh, made out of a natural virus, okay? Um, but you, uh, when, when AgBiotech asked us to distribute the product, they only have either 20 liter packaging or one liter packaging. And the dosage for the maize farmer is 100 mils per hectare, meaning even with one liter, you could spray 10 hectares. But we say, hey guys, our average maize farmer here in West Africa only has between one and 1.5 hectares. So what is, what is it gonna do with one liter? We need smaller package. So uh, we actually decided to buy the 20 liters and repackage ourselves in Ivory Coast. So we have a, a small plant for, for, for packaging. And we, we, we bought these very tiny bottles of 100 mils actually uh, that will be useful for one liter, uh, for, for one hectare, sorry, for one hectare spray. And the other innovation we, we brought is that this, this, pack, this, 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 small, this small bottle also have uh, a secondary tank where the farmer can actually measure exactly how many milliliters he wants to pour in his uh, spraying tank. Because some maize farmers do 20 sprayers per hectare, some others do four to five sprayers. So they cannot put the same dosage in, the, in their tank. So we had to, again, be very innovative and, and, and flexible on the approach uh, to make sure that the, the launch of this product is a success. Because as, as I said, uh, biosolutions are already a big step uh, for, for smallholder farmers. So you need to make their life as easy as possible. I, I love how you highlight the partnerships, both with the farmer to get the inputs into you know, what the product should be designed to do, but then also the partnership with the supplier and collaborator on how to give that technology to the farmer in the best way possible. Uh, it's great examples. So I think you know, that may be all the time that we have. So thank you, Florent. Yeah, no, my, my, my pleasure then. Uh... I could I could go on for hours saying how how UPL uh, is working with smallholder farmers and 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 I truly believe in the power of of biosolutions and 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 so happy to to have uh, the new NPP brand now uh, I hope it will uh, give us uh, more grace and, and and more power to uh, change the life of of the farmers thank you for having me absolutely thanks for your introduction to P4S and the micro partnerships from farmers to multinationals that are scaling up these interventions, catalyzing the introduction of new technologies and making change really happen. So it's, it's another great example of where collaborations, however small, can amplify our ability to help this planet. You can learn more now at, of MPP's work with micropower and macro impact at www.mpp.ag. So thank you. Thank you.